What's going on, everybody? This is the inaugural edition of the Disney Happy Hour with Chris and Kyle. I am Christy Francesco, and with me is Kyle Higgins. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Kyle is one of my best friends. Uh, I've known him for quite some time, and the cool thing about us is we just are big dorks when it comes to Walt Disney World and anything that goes on with Disney. So um, we had the idea to create this show, and we are bringing it to you now. We're not sure if it's going to be weekly or bi-weekly. The way Disney news just rolls out constantly, it might be a good idea to do something maybe bi-weekly to give you guys a full hour of nothing but news updates. But if something big happens... During the week, we can obviously just pop in and give you guys an hour show. So um, we're not going to be one of those podcasts where the name of the show is Disney Happy Hour. and We're going to give you a three-hour show. It's not, it's not going to be anything like yeah, that. Not at all. No. So, um, so we're going to kick things off, and I'm going to basically introduce ourselves and kind of give you guys a background uh, of us and where we're going to go with the show and what it's all about. So I I guess I'll I'll start with myself. So my name is Chris. Uh, For those of you who do not know me, uh, I have been in the podcast podcast world now for, geez, let's see, since 2007. So 13 years almost I've been in the podcast world. For the majority of that, it has been sports related. Uh, I've had uh, a couple very successful podcasts in terms of downloads each week and uh, guests that I would have on the show every week that are, are pretty popular around the sports world, especially in the Philadelphia area. Um, but moving away from that, in terms of Walt Disney World, so I have been going to Walt Disney World almost every single year since 1997. Uh, my family joined, uh, became DVC members in, I believe, 2000, which was right when the Disney Beach Club resorts were being built. So my parents bought in very early for the Disney Beach Club resort, which you can't even get points to now. Um, So they got in around 2000. Uh, We have been obviously DVC members ever since. Uh, So since 1997, I've been to Disney Geez, uh, it has to be well over 20 times. Uh, I mean, it obviously, there was a couple years there. I went twice in one year. For a long time, I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> mainly because my mom uh, picked August to go every single year. So, you know, for those of you who have been to Disney in August, it, it's not always fun with, uh, you know, 90 to 100 minute waits for rides. And it's 110 degrees outside. Um But nonetheless, I love Disney so much. It's been a very big part of my life, the majority of my life since I was 10, 11 years old. Um, I'm very much looking forward to giving you guys all, you know, tips and reviews of what I have done in Disney. And I'm also excited to share this with Kyle. Uh, So uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at CDFran24 if you guys have any questions or or you know, comments, concerns about the show moving forward, what you guys like to hear. Podcasting is all about the content that you bring, but it's also because it's not radio that we don't have that instant gratification from you guys. Podcasting is great to get feedback and to know the, you know, take the temperature, as they say, of the audience. So my job here is to we're obviously trying to give you great content, uh, different content than what's out there. 
or just different voices. It's always good to have a different voice in terms of opinions. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan for a lot of years, as is Kyle, of the Diz Unplugged podcast that you guys can hear um, you know, every week, and they do a lot of things. I mean, that's almost like the Disney Bible to us, um, and they've always done a great job. And we're not necessarily going to pattern ourselves after them because they live in Orlando. They're based out of Orlando. They get to go all over the place um, for that show. So that's something we can't do. Uh, Kyle is about to be a married man. I am a married man with a, a an 11-month-old child. So just hopping on a plane, going to Walt Disney World isn't something that's on my weekly plans. Although, my goodness, do I wish it was. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to Kyle, and he's going to give you a little bit of an introduction on himself. Um, so once again, my name is Chris, and uh, Kyle, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, like you said, um, you know, Disney's been a big part of both of our lives. I've been going since uh, I think the first time I went was 2001. I was eight, eight years old at that point. Um, you know, it, it was one of those things where I didn't know what to expect when I went. My, my parents hadn't been there in years. I think they went on their honeymoon. God, 35 years ago was I think they're when they got married Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little longer Um, so 35 years ago to 2001 they hadn't been um, Magic Kingdom was the only park when they had went that's incredible Um, so you know it was new for everybody Um, I didn't know what to expect again like I said because you know they hadn't been there recently so there wasn't really insight that they could give me Um, but I instantly fell in love with Disney when I went Um, I'm an only child. Um, so, you know, it was great having different things to do for myself at the parks. You know, there, there were all different events happening on from going into to shows to the rides, mm-hmm. you know, being a little kid. Sometimes there's shows going on around you that you don't even realize as a show. I remember being in Hollywood Studios my first time in a gift shop. And, you know, there were actors in there putting on a show, you know, pretending to fight at the cash register. (laughs) And as a little kid, I thought that was real. And I was like mortified listening to these people. (laughs) And it took my parents to explain like that was just part of the show. Mm. You know, Disney's so immersive. And sometimes you can't even tell that they're creating magic around you. Um, it, it's just all so natural. So I've been, I've been loving Disney since 2001. Um, been there a lot. Um, I've gone down there to that area as part of volunteer trips, um, through school with family, with friends. So again, it's been a big part of my life. Um, and like Chris said, you know, we're, we're always on Twitter checking for news updates. So I mean, we want to be able to bring our opinions to you. Between the two of us, we have a lot of knowledge, um, a lot of experiences, opinions. Um, And, you know, if you guys ever have any questions for us, um, you know, you guys can reach out. We would love to get a fan interaction going on with Mm -hmm. the show. Um, Sometimes it gets a little boring having two people just talk the whole time (laughs) and sharing their own opinion. It helps, you know, when when we have people calling us or or emailing us or DMing us Mm -hmm. saying, look, I have a lot of questions about this topic. Can you guys address this in your next show? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we definitely want to get fan interaction. Um, but this is this is just an outlet for us. You know, Chris and I are very, very busy people. Like Chris said, he's got he's got a child. He's married. Um, he works a lot. Um, I have a very stressful job. My schedule's all over the place. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be married in the spring. And Disney's one of our biggest interests. So this gives us a little bit of a break for an hour a week or every two weeks. 
weeks to just talk about what we really are interested in and care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're both very excited for this. Yeah, and what's cool about uh, talking about Disney in, and I think I, I, you and I have talked about this before, and you know, a lot of our friends or family friends who have been to Disney, they say the same thing, and anyone who's been there will agree that when you're in Disney World or Disneyland or wherever you like to go, you are literally in this bubble, this Disney bubble that you are out of reality. And when like, I would talk sports and stuff like that, you're, or you and I would talk sports. That's very much in the real world. That's just a, you know, it'll, it's nonstop happening, anything like that. But man, when you go to Disney, you are out of touch with reality and you are in this Disney bubble of just wonder and immersion, which is, uh, my favorite part and it's, it, it's incredible it's not it's 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 cliche but it really is a magical place to be and i and i really uh appreciate uh what they have been able to create for for us obviously there's a lot of things we will criticize there are things that deserve to be criticized however when it comes to having the show every week or every other week we're gonna have guests on on in in every aspect of the company uh we were talking to somebody just today uh kyle had to reach out with someone who who does a lot of disney cruise line kyle and i have never been on the cruise line however i know that it's a big thing that people love to talk about and it's very very popular and i never have really heard bad things about the disney cruise line so we're gonna have try to get somebody on a guest on to talk about just the cruise line uh you know we might sit down with my like with my dad, for instance, he's been a DVC member since the inception almost of DVC. So it's a good idea to get real people on this show to talk about why they got in when they did. When is a good time to get in? What's the pricing? How does the point system work? You know, it can really for someone who's on the bubble of joining Disney Vacation Club, hearing from a regular person how they get into it what their opinion of it is. And then there's also a Disney vacation club marketplace where people, uh, buy and sell points for people vacations. If you don't know anything about that, my, my dad does that quite often where he's added points and, or he sold some points off. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to, you know, be able to stay at a little bit more of a luxurious hotel for less, for a lot less money for sure. And we're going to get into that. So basically the show is going to be news reviews, uh, updates, opinions, uh, any, anything that you guys would expect to hear on any debate or any just news related podcasts. That's what we're going to do to you guys with Disney. And, and we're not here to, you know, fluff up everything. We are not, you know, obviously this is going to be a Disney podcast. Um, we're big fans of Disney, but like Chris said before, there are things that deserve to be criticized. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not going to sit here and make up lies <laughs> um, that we think something is great when we know deep down it really isn't, you right. know, we're going to give you our honest opinions about everything. And if there's something Disney has done that we strongly disagree with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we think it was a huge miss on their part. Um, we want to give you that information too. You know, we're we're not so delusional to think that Disney does everything perfect. For it sure, do, it doesn't. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things there that I dislike about it. Yeah. A lot of things Chris dislikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that 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 doesn't ruin it for us. But no. you know, we have we have ideas on things we would like to change. For sure, and I'm sure you guys all do too. And we'd love to be able to voice your thoughts on that too. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of heads rolling right now within the Disney Corp. Um, with this whole Galaxy's Edge thing going on, uh, and I guess we can kind of segue 
into what's been happening over the last like week or so. Uh, it's very, been very well publicized, Kyle. You know that uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and Disney World has not had the turnout that I mean at all that Disney has expected. No, um, not at all. And because of that, um, they let go probably the woman third in charge of the entire company uh, in that. That's Catherine Powell, correct? Oh, yeah, Catherine and Powell. So here's here's who Catherine Powell was. She ran di- the Disney theme parks for uh, United States, which was uh, Disneyland and Disney World and Disneyland Paris. Uh, and who she basically answered to was Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek is her boss. And, and does anybody want to take a guess who Bob Chapek directly answers to? Bob Iger. Bob Iger is the god of Walt Disney World, of Disney. He's the man. He's the man. Um, So basically what Disney just did was (laughs) – okay, I'm sorry. Catherine Powell stepped down, quote unquote. You guys can't see my hands obviously, but quote unquote stepped down and then they suddenly eliminated her entire position. So basically what just happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that the – the third most important person in the Disney park world was let go. And that was because of Disney's galaxies, uh, star Wars galaxy's edge. Just, I'm not sure Kyle, if it's it, I don't think it's a disappointing park. You and I have talked about it. It's been talked about one. People got so smart after Pandora that as soon as star Wars galaxy's edge was opening, Everybody said, I'm going to probably hold off for a year to right. try to avoid that nightmare of the crowds. Yeah, I did that. Uh, and I did that not same, go so did I. Um, right. Pandora opened. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, it was it pandemonium. Was, it was. It was, it it was, was. insane. You know, six-hour <laughs> waits for everything. Oh um, there was a wait just to be able to walk into the land itself. Like, yeah. You were lined up outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people don't want to do that anymore. Um, they saw the chaos. Um, and then with Toy Story Land, it was the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that, that just opened recently, too. They've been mm-hmm. opening up these new lands every couple years. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think people are getting fed up with uh, the waits. And another thing, what hurt Disney, Disney World for Star Wars is – the time it opened, which was August. Yep. It's so, the hottest time of the year. Hottest time of the year and the lowest uh, lowest attendance because, right. you know, um, the southern states, um, those kids go back to school. Yeah, um, in August. In, in August, yep. So August and September, typically, you know, you have much lower crowds because you don't have the locals that can take a couple-hour drive to get to the park. Um, you're mainly relying on out-of-country and the northern states for people to come down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Like, you and I were looking at different articles regarding Catherine um, and her position. Some said she stepped down. Again, I don't know if this was like a forced out type of thing. Her position was eliminated. Others blatantly said she was fired. And obviously, you know, Chris and I are just two uh, mid-Atlantic residents. We have <laughs> we have no behind the scenes knowledge really about that and what happened yeah. with Catherine. But based on the information that we can gather from she was articles, let go. She was let go. And I don't agree with it. I mean, it's not her fault. I Again, they opened it at a bad time of the year, in my opinion. I agree. Um you know, Hollywood studios in general, 
is a struggling park. It is. There, there's really not that much going on mm-hmm. there. Um, so the people are going that do want to go see the Star Wars land. There's not much keeping them in that park once they go through the Star Wars and the Toy Story land. Um and again, it's only been open for a little bit. I mean, I would give it at least a year and see what attendance hey. is like because, you know, you're not in peak season. So no. how can you truly make a fair assessment of their attendance when you open it in the worst possible yeah. time of the year? Right. And to be fair, if you got, if anyone who's paid attention to the quarterly attendance, the third and the fourth quarter, which has been since April, attendance has been down everywhere. Right. So it's not just... Because Galaxy's Edge is opening. Right. Obviously, the the attendance being down heightens because you're opening something you just spent billions upon billions of dollars on. So you're expecting – and here's another thing you have to realize, and this is not Catherine Powell's fault. You know, <laughs> you're opening up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right? And there is a huge market uh, and a huge – uh, percentage of you know I guess the audience that loves Star Wars, but they're not all that one hundred percent of that attendance or that that fan base. Kyle is not gonna just get up and go spend thousand dollars to go to Galaxy's Edge. Correct. So you're alienating a pretty big portion of your of your fan base who doesn't like Star Wars. I think the other problem is too is the opposite. There's a lot of. Um our friend, our one of our best friends and baseball teammates, Seb, mm-hmm. is a huge Star Wars fan. Um, uh, of everybody I know personally, he's probably the biggest Star Wars fan. Yeah. But he is not a Disney guy. Right. So what's going to draw him to spend thousands of dollars to go down? All right, cool. There's one ride currently open currently. in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. He's not going to go up and, you know, get on a flight down to Disney World and spend that much money for a park that's... A half a day thing. You're right. Um, you know, so again, that that's not Catherine's fault. It, no, it's uh, it's I, it, to me, it's just a very weird situation. What's going on? It makes me think that there might have been more stuff going on behind the scenes with Catherine, and there's more that they're um, not telling us. Um, but I, I can't see again based off the information that we do have, and you know, looking at the trends around Disney and their parks. Yeah, I, I don't see how this is her fault, and that I she should have been terminated at this point. Again, mm-hmm. if two years goes down the road, and you know, there's never an attendance increase. Um, all right, I get that, but what's it? What's it been open to the public? A month, two months? Yeah, August what twenty fourth? Yeah, so a little, over, a little over a month. Right. Um, it's really hard to judge it is. Uh, their attendance during the low point of the year. We're also a country that's on borderline going into a recession. <laughs> so, so, and, you know, prices keep increasing. And Disney, Disney prices, yeah, they just keep increasing. I read that, um, what is it, Oga's Cantina in Star Wars Land, mm-hmm. they already had a pay, uh, price increase in that restaurant for food and drinks. My goodness. You've been open for a month and a half, and you're already now adjusting your prices to charge more? Right. You know, right. people... People can't afford this. You know, no. there's there's a large amount that can, but I there's thousands and thousands, probably millions of families that take years to save up for one Disney right. World trip. Absolutely. I wouldn't go without a fully complete park or anything. No. You know, 100% agree. And, you know, you're what's going to be a really big telling sign, and Catherine was with the company for 15 years. What's going to be a very big telling sign is with this attendance being down, will they see a turnaround? In October, November, December, the big time months of the year, the holidays. If they don't see an increase, 
in attendance significantly, not just Galaxy's Edge, but in these parks, uh, I, I think a lot more heads are going to roll. I don't see ticket prices going down. That's never going to happen because Disney has endless avenues to make money. So they're, they're, they're not going to show declines in profit. Their profit's just going to keep going up. Um so to me, if you don't see an increase of attendance going into this holiday season, that I don't know what's going to happen. To me, it's telling me that people are waiting for 2021, which is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And that's supposed to be gigantic. Um, you got the Rise of the Resistance ride opening up uh, soon in um, in Disney World. That's apparently the number one – it's being touted as the, the – Greatest attraction in Disney history. They're saying this Rise of the Resistance thing is is going to be the greatest thing that Imagineers has ever made. Um, I hope so, because uh, Smuggler's Run, from my understanding, the current ride that's open. Yeah, they said it's like a glorified Soarin', right? Uh, I heard it is like a less fun version of Flights of Passage. Um, uh, yes, I think that's what I heard as well. Yeah. And from what I'm, what I've read again, Chris and I have not been to the new galaxy's edge yet. This is all based off of, you know, research and talking to other people who have been, Mm -hmm. um, smugglers run, unless you're in the, the pilot seat, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a miss. Yeah. A lot of people are saying they'd rather just go to Pandora and go on flights of passage for that type of ride. Right. And, uh, for those who follow, you know, certain Facebook pages on Twitter or, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, over the last few weeks, I see a lot of people in the middle of the day posting photos of an absolute empty Magic Kingdom. Yes. So I, I don't know. So if you guys want to go to Disney World, try to get down there now. <laughs> because there's, I mean, I saw yesterday somebody posted a photo. What was it? A Saturday. I mean, there was walk-ons on Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain in the middle of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the attendance how it is right now. I don't know how that's going to impact them. You know, they're opening up a Marvel yeah, park. A Marvel, uh, you yeah. Know, does does that change anything? Seeing the response to Galaxy's Edge, I mean, if you're Bob Iger, you're the you're the team that oversees the parks in particular. I mean, do you start worrying about what's going to happen? You're investing all that money into a Marvel park when you're What's rumored or what you're was pilfering it? money in Star Wars? What was supposed to be, you know, the biggest and best thing they've ever done? Yeah, you know, people aren't having it. Right. I mean, I, I'd be worried about that if I was Bob Iger. No, I agree. And look, and from what we see on videos and POVs and, and opinions from people, Galaxy's Edge is beautiful. Yeah, it absolutely. looks. People were saying, and I, I've um, Pete Warner, who does Diz Unplugged, said literally he's not. A huge Star Wars guy, but he said it was one of the most beautiful piece of of Imagineering he's ever seen. And if anybody, and again, this is not a knock on Pete at all. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the Diz Unplugged. Yeah. Um, he is not the kind of person to hold back no. on, on his opinion, <laughs> right. and, but that's that's good. And I, I mean, love it. If, if Pete is praising something, that means he thoroughly agrees with that you know he doesn't sugarcoat things if he doesn't like it he's gonna tell you he does not like it agreed so the fact that he can praise the uh you know the the artistry and the construction and and just the park itself in general yeah um that that speaks volumes about how they did with the land right 
But again, you know, from my opinion, there, you know, there's one ride. I'm not spending thousands of dollars to go and look at right. scenery. And like he and like he said, and I agreed, is I'm not going to spend three thousand dollars to bring my my wife and, and child down to Disney to just stare at a Millennium Falcon for six hours. Correct. I I think it's great to look at, but I am not going to take a vacation to stare at that you got to give me a little bit more that's a big problem i i still think that pandora had yep. it was beautiful to look at and it is but you've got two rides one of which is pretty is worth it one's um, worth it i i i enjoyed the navi river journey i i uh, I, I liked it flack for that because a lot of people <laughs> cannot stand it yeah i understand but i'm the type of person where i enjoy good ride that gets me out of the direct sun yes. it's, it's hot no matter what time of the year you go and you need breaks you know you're off your feet for yeah. a few minutes you're in the shade um my fiance and i you know when we do rides like that you know all right get our water bottles out of our bag and everything and that's yeah we we drink some water and we cool down mm-hmm. i mean every ride has its purpose it's not the most exciting <laughs> ride by any means but but that's that's all pandora really has to offer it's on true top of flights of passage which was incredible it was uh, don't, don't top five wrong. of the entire i've never seen the pandora movie mm-hmm. um i never thought i would be interested in it um you know we kind of scored a fast pass for um flights of passage so we were like all right you know what we we hear all these incredible things about it let's just do it we got the fast pass we don't have to wait nine hours right um and it was incredible mm-hmm. um, I, lo- I loved it you know but still, what after you get off that ride, what what's it offering you? No, nothing. You just got to go back now and I back got, into Animal Kingdom I got, somewhere. I got a long walk back to the other side of Animal Kingdom. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm still a I'm a huge Expedition Everest fan. Yes, it's absolutely. A 15, 20 minute walk is. over that over that side of the park. So, you know, all right, Pandora, you were cool. Um, you know, you got incredible rides. The architecture, everything about Pandora yeah. is it, it, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the same thing about Toy Story Land, walking through there. Um, it brought me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always loved the Toy Story movies growing up. But again, Aliens Flying Saucers. All right, so <laughs> now we have six rides just rethemed around Disney World. Right. Um, Slinky Dog. Yeah. Uh, again, rip me apart if you want. I know I know your stance <laughs> on it, but I, no, I, I liked it. Love it. Look, I'm not waiting more than 45 minutes. No, not at all. No, 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 no. It's not at all worth the weights and the hype that it was that it was bringing. But I'm I'm a, a thrill junkie. So yeah. that could be just me. For people, I know you're not a huge I am not a thrill fan. junkie. <laughs> I, I, it definitely has its purpose. You know, um, it's great for little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just for me, um, you know, the queue line when I went, I know now they've recently added covering. For oh, okay, it. good. Um but you know you're sitting there baking in the sun waiting yeah. for this ride that you know you get no break from the sun you're no. on your feet the ride's 45 seconds long mm-hmm. and not much excitement um, yeah i agree and that's why i love going into places like carousel progress i yeah. get a good 20 minute reprieve of the sun right um, good air conditioning in there too yeah and then another thing that's going on is is uh, you know, you have the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's being built in, yes. in Epcot, correct? Yep. And, you know, the people are saying it's a 15-minute ride. And that's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful in July yeah, and August. You were, well, you, you've been going for years. You, you'll remember it. I used to love, honestly... The Ellen, Ellen ride? <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. It was so long. It was so long. I know, I know. I'm also a huge Ellen fan. So I love she, Ellen, She's yeah. hilarious. Um, 
You know, the ride obviously needed updating. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you were in there for like a good 30 minutes it out of the sun. It was great. You were seated the whole time. It was incredible. I remember the times when I didn't enjoy going to Disney. I was young, so I didn't really understand how wonderful and how grateful of an opportunity it was to keep going. And every time my dad, oh my, oh my goodness, we'll get him on the show and I'll rip into him the shreds about what he used to do. He was one of those parents. And I'm sure people that are going to listen understand what he's doing. I mean, he would wake us up at 7 a.m. to get to the bus. <laughs> and, you know, he would wake us up at 7 a.m. We'd get to the bus some vacation, I thought, and wake it up at 7 a.m. on vacation to go out and walk around in the heat. And all I asked was, are there any rides we're going to go on that are indoors? And I remember the one time very early on, he said to me, we're going to go into this this ride. It's um, where the Horizons used to be, and it's uh, in Epcot, and it's um, it's the Ellen ride. And he said, Chris, it's actually pretty long. I said, oh, my God. Yes, please bring me into this Ellen ride. And it was so long, I didn't want to leave it. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. That's the thing that's the problem right now is I think the heat drives audiences away, uh, especially around right about now. And people are not going to go down and spend all that money to sit in a Star Wars land that has a Millennium Falcon and one ride. And it costs $200 to make a lightsaber for your kid. Yep. It's just right now, it's just it was very poor timing. I think you're right, though. If this opened up in June, like it did in Disneyland, I think the reaction would have been a lot different. Yeah. Because kids aren't in school yet. Nope. So all the Florida kids all are going to be there. Flock, all yeah. the groups that go there that, you know, that Brazilian, people hate. Brazilian tour groups. All those all tour those, groups yeah. would have just threw money into there. Yes. But I think you were on to something when you said, man, they opening it up in late August when the whole state is back in school. That's tough. Yeah. And then you fire someone for it because attendance is down. I'm kind of worried just about the trends of the Disney parks in general. Yeah, That's um, a good point. We've. You know, we talked, we just briefly talked about Pandora and Toy Story Land. All right, Pandora opened, what is that, three years ago now? Uh, yes, two, three years. Ago. Three two years. rides. Yep, two rides. Two rides with one being, you know, the premier ride. Okay, mm-hmm. cool theming, two rides. Yep. Toy Story Land opens. Two new two, rides. Yep. Neither of them are anything fantastic, but yeah. there's the one that's super hyped up. Yeah, and you're asking for three-hour waits. Star Wars Land opens up. And one ride, <laughs> right. soon to be two. Right. What's the appeal? Right. It's not like walking into Magic Kingdom where you have 15 rides to go on. The, the, these parks are not something that, you know, Caitlin, uh, that's my fiance, for those of you who don't know, um, and I, you know, we, it takes us a while to save for vacation. And, you know, none of these attractions or none of these parks are, you know, screaming my name like, all right, Kyle, this is the year that you need to get your money together so you can get down here and see this. Right, I agree. You know, it's one of those things where Caitlin and I are like, all right, cool, it'll be open when we do go. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm in no rush. You know, if I go to Disney World the next time and, you know, there's not that long of a wait to get into Star Wars land, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But... You know, for for two rides, I mean, I'm not rushing to save up my money in and uh, charge all this to my card to get down there for two rides. I agree. 100 percent. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll just we'll touch on a couple other topics. Um, We didn't want to give you a completely full show this week because we kind of want to ease everybody into this. Um, I do know that in our next show, I I want to try to get a guest on and I do want to talk about 
uh, since it is October at that point, I want to give you guys my thoughts and my review on the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Yes. I really like to talk about that because it completely changed my life around. Uh, when I went on my honeymoon with my wife two years ago, we went for Halloween time. And literally, we debated on the airplane on the way down there, should we get a ticket to the Not So Scary Halloween Party? And I'll tell you, I'll just start it off. I'm not going to say anything else, but I am so, so grateful that we did. Um, and we're gonna, we'll talk about that in the next show. But when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Spider-Man finally coming back into the Marvel Universe for at least one more film. Um, we got Illuminations ending. Uh, I did a little poll on a on a couple big Facebook pages about Haunted Mansion, the Pirates, that I would really like to to tell you guys about the results of that. Had a huge response. Uh, I was actually surprised uh, by who won, and I was surprised with how close it was. Um, so uh, when we come back, we will touch on a few of that stuff. Um, he's Kyle Higgins. I am Christy Francesco. This is the Disney Happy Hour. We will be right back. Welcome back, Disney Happy Hour. I am Chris, and that is Kyle. Uh, okay, so we have a couple more things to touch on. I do want to give a quick update for those who don't know that the Disney Skyliner opened up today, basically. Yep. It, it premiered, and um, it started off great from what we read, and then as time went on, um, in typical Disney fashion, look, I'm going to rip Disney because, look, I've been to Disney a lot, and I love most of the things they do, but there are some things that just drive me crazy about them. For any of those who understand my my my, my struggles with Test Track. <laughs> so, you know, I'm telling you guys, in 20 years it's been open, I, I can't even tell you maybe a handful of times I've been on Test Track where it's been a smooth sailing from start to finish. Um, it's breaking it's down. It's always breaking down. Um, so, uh, Kyle, you've been um, haunting the Twitter pages this morning while we're doing the show. What is the latest you can tell us about what's going on with the Skyliner? Um, Skyliner, you know, it, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people are saying they're getting from, like, Art of Animation over to Hollywood Studios um, in about 15 minutes, including um, the queue line and then a couple breaks in the air. Um, sounds like for loading handicapped passengers or, um, I don't know if it's maybe like a spacing thing to keep the cars um, evenly distributed. Um, so, you know, initially there were some issues. Um, I read something before that, you know, the it was down. <laughs> um, like they had already stopped um, loading people. I believe it was at, the, at Epcot. Um, and now we're seeing that, they're, you know, the lines are starting to get very long. They're, they're building up quickly um, because, you know, the system stops. So people are still getting in line, but nobody's getting loaded on. Um, and then I follow um, a good account on Twitter. Um, for those of you who don't follow, blogmickey.com. Mm -hmm. um, they just put out about 25 minutes ago um, that they were stopped for five minutes um, in air in the Skyliner as they were approaching the International Gateway Station. Um, they report it is 87 degrees outside and there is no air conditioning in the cars. They are open air. Um, so within 30 to 60 seconds, they said it got quite unpleasant in there um, because of a lack of airflow. Um, so it's sounding, you know, like there's a lot of hits and misses with yeah. the Skyliner. Um, you know, you're taking a risk. You could get stopped up there. Um, again, lack of airflow. Um, I don't know 
what Disney can do to address this if they'll eventually release um, cabins that do have air conditioning mm-hmm. or if they can get like some sort of fan system in there. Um, but I know for me, especially, you know, June, July, August, September, there's no way that I want to be stopped in there, you know, with no airflow. Um, so, it, it, you know, it sounds like it's good for some people. It, it, you know, some people are reporting that they, they got from place to place very quick. Um, but it seems like it's kind of hit or miss for people, depending upon where you're getting on, where you're going. Um, so just take that into consideration if you do decide that you want to use the Skyliner, that you could possibly get stuck in a very hot cabin. Um for brief periods of time, but it can get very uncomfortable, especially if you're traveling with young children. What is it with the International Gateway Center that just has a problem with anything in the air? Just last week, the monorail has a big breakdown where people had to be evacuated from literally from you know ladders. I, it's, I, I don't want to get into the whole monorail situation. Oh, it's the biggest thing. That's my biggest problem. I know they're building new ones. However, they might want to expedite the process because it's like every month now we're hearing about big problems. Right. I mean, with this the, last the one doors, was scary. Doors get stuck open in yes. the middle of travel. Yep. I mean, and it their air conditioning doesn't work in a lot of them. Look, I love the monorail. It's one of my favorite mm, historical aspects of Disney. Um, I love listening to the Spanish broadcast of it yes. when you walk in. Yep. Um, but. Man, like it's getting to the point where it's danger. It's really dangerous. I remember um, one of my favorite memories with the monorail, um, and it, it was it was probably early. It was early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, security <laughs> at the parks and everything was not as tight as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went up to one of the cast members as we were getting ready to board the monorail and it was close to my dad's birthday at that time so we told them like hey it's it's his birthday and they let us up where the driver sits we were up in that front cabin i don't think they do that anymore but we were allowed to sit up front and you could see everything ahead of you instead of being in the main seats and seeing off to the sides so it was a very cool experience um one that i'll never forget Mm -hmm. you know you get the the views were incredible um but you know, it's just it's getting dated. It's starting to become a safety concern. I think Disney really needs to expedite yeah, getting getting new trains up there. I can't believe they haven't done it yet. I mean, with the amount of people that are on those things every day, and some for some people that's like their main line of of, of um of transportation around the parks, especially especially cast members. I would yeah. assume. Um. So yeah, they got to get on that. Um. All right. So I did a poll. Uh, on Disney, on a couple Disney groups, and for those of you who are interested in them, just um, DM me on on Twitter at cdfran24. I'll let you know what they are. I don't want to publicly give them away because they are private groups that has admins that have to accept you. But one of them has about fifty thousand members, and the other one um, has just a little under that. So it's a lot of people. So the other day, I want to say like three days ago, I posted a, a thing. So to preface this, um, Kyle and I have like the same, I guess you could say maybe the same top two or three favorite rides. And that being the haunted mansion and pirates of the Caribbean. And it just so happens to be like two of like the original rides in Disney world or even in Disneyland. Great, Great dark rides. It's just great. I love it. And, Sometimes for me, I have a really hard time picking between which one is my favorite. I'll go on Haunted Mansion five times and be like, oh, my God, this is my favorite ride of all time. And then I'll go five times in a row on Pirates. And I go, man, I really love Pirates of the Caribbean. But, um, I think for you, though, it's, I think it's got to be Pirates. It's Pirates, you know, you love probably. The movies, you yeah. Know. 
And it's got the dip and all that. One day we're going to, one of the cool things we're going to be doing on this show is there will be a day where maybe he has a ride that I might not like as much. And there's a ride that I like a lot, maybe in the same park. And we can go this ride versus that ride and say why I think it's better, why that one's better. And then it might end up in a lot of fists flying from Kyle and I. Um, But so I posted the question with a photo. I said, okay, guys, you have one ride to choose Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean. And the floodgates opened. (laughs) What I didn't like was I specifically asked 50,000 people, which is your favorite and why? I had so many answers I had to, you know, take away from the poll because everyone said both. That wasn't the question. <laughs> and, and nobody was able to answer why. Right. was their favorite. Yeah, I had a, a, a few people say, I like the Haunted Mansion because of this, this, and this. And then I had people say, I love Pirates because it's got the drops. Um, it's got the big ship in it. Um, but what I got out of it was, so I tallied everything up. And the results were 203 to 194. And what won was the Haunted Mansion. And I was really surprised um, because when it first started getting responses, it was Pirates, 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 Haunted Mansion. Pirates, 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 Haunted Mansion. And then all of a sudden, about 50 at a time were going uh, Haunted Mansion. Um and I don't know if it's people saying that right now because we're getting into October. <laughs> um, but f- for me, it was a great response. It's something I'm going to do pretty much every other week now. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we could be, do this uh, for the show. As we gain more followers on our Twitter account at Disney Happy Hour, yeah. we will be posting polls on there as well. Absolutely. So those of you who are not in um, said groups, mm-hmm. um, our account is public. We would love... Um, you know, for your feedback, and we will be gathering the polls from all different mm-hmm. sources and compiling all the information. Yeah, I like seeing what you guys like, and um, you know, I, I like getting the opinions. I mean, I, I I can't wait to finally do a question of, you know, what's your favorite fireworks show of all time? Um, you know, with we got an Illuminations, which is my favorite ever. That's ending. Um, we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, whether people, I grew up on wishes. Wishes started in 2000, I think. Maybe, actually, no. I think it started before, like a year before that. Um, And that was basically when I started first going to Disney World. So I grew up on Wishes. I love Wishes and Illuminations. I remember being in Epcot the summer that Illumination started. It was called, it was initially called Illuminations 2000. That's what it was called. That was the beginning of Illuminations. And I, I remember being there. Uh, when it opened and it was just it was my favorite fireworks show and it still is to this day I'm really upset that it's going away although I did see a little couple of the new renderings of the new show that they got and they did like a little bit of a preview um, like about 20 second preview of the new one it looks kind of like Illuminations but it's more grand um, it's got a little bit of the world of color that Disneyland has yes. out yep. it has a little bit of the world of color in there Um uh, but it, it was time for Illuminations to get updated. Uh, I, it likes a lot of things like the monorail, like like the Ellen Ride and Horizons. A lot of things in Epcot really was outdated. Um, and Epcot was always supposed to be the one that's supposed to elevate itself as the times go on. So I know over the next five to ten years, there's a massive overhaul that's going to be happening in Epcot. You know, they got the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's being going to be uh, built. I know at some point they're adding a new land. And I know, or a new country, um, 
new fireworks show. Oh, you got the Ratatouille run. You got the Ratatouille opening. Yes. Um, um, Epcot's my favorite park. We'll get into that, I'm sure, as the months and months go on. Um, but yeah, I think Illuminations going away is going to be tough, but we're going to definitely talk about people's favorite fireworks show. I do count Fantasmic in there because um, I've heard a lot of people say their favorite fireworks show is Fantasmic, and I love Fantasmic. I hate getting out of Fantasmic, but I love seeing Fantasmic. Yeah, Fantasmic. <laughs> Fantasmic's good. Um, like you said, trying to leave is a nightmare. Um, they could have a better system for that. They could. But, you know... You, it's one way in, one way right, out. You cannot let that distract you. The show itself is incredible. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, I will. I will. I'm sorry. Not I'm, I'm going to really miss Illuminations. Yeah. Um, I've heard that they've kind of been skimping on it a little bit recently, though. I think really? the past month, they've cut out a lot of the opening oh, pyro man. for the show. So a lot of people say it's feeling like it's missing something. Uh, and, it, you know, if that's true, DM us, please. Let us know. Oh, yeah, I let wanna, me know. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, this, what I'm reading is, you know, it definitely something feels off with the opening of the show. Um, and if that's true, that's a shame because it, it's such a fantastic show. It and, really is. You know, you want it to go out in a blaze of glory you know if, if it were me if i had control if i had to say and i was in charge of the pyro i'd be doing it as grand as ever um yeah. to close out it, the life of illuminations mm-hmm. um I, I don't know the reasoning for cutting back on some of the pyro in the beginning makes no sense um, yeah unless they took something out to prepare for the introduction for the new one yeah it's but possible I, but i don't know why you would do that because some people are basing their last few nights there around this the final days of illuminations i know tomorrow night is the final i believe right tomorrow night night, is the final and i think disney's live streaming it all over their social media platforms i think disney's live streaming the final illuminations uh so for those of you i think it's gonna go off around nine o'clock i believe that's usually illuminations unless they're pushing it up an hour because of time to uh to live stream it but i'm assuming they'll stay um how it normally is, and that's nine o'clock for Illuminations. That's a final showing of it. I'm not sure exactly what day the new show will be coming on. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have that information, but I'm not really even sure if they exactly announced a date. It could be Tuesday, for all I know. Usually, that's how it happens. When Wishes ended, the very next day was Happily Ever After. Um, so, with Illuminations ending. Um, it's just another thing of another update that Disney is overhauling. And that's that's great. I'm excited for that. But I, I will miss Illuminations. It's so cool. You know, Illuminations was my favorite because you could walk around and sit in any country and just find a little spot and watch Illuminations. My favorite was the bridge that separates Great Britain and France. Um, so, oh my gosh, I just saw a show. Kyle just showed me that on the Skyliner, you can see illuminations from the Skyliner. So that's really cool. I mean, heck, you might even get stuck midway across the way to stare at it for the entire time with no air conditioning. But, you know, what's that? (laughs) Um, All right. So we're going to go into the last couple things here. Um, Some big news that came out of, I believe, Thursday night was that um, out of nowhere, it just came out in the news that Disney uh, Marvel – and Sony reached a deal to include Spider-Man back in the Marvel Universe. Yep. And they've already released a, a 2021 release date of the third Spider-Man film. And there's a couple other things that I think Marvel is going to be allowed to use from Sony. Um, I'm not sure if Venom is one of those things. That hasn't been released. I know 
one of the things Sony wanted out of Disney is to include Venom into that in the as a future film, which would make total sense if you have Spider-Man. I don't know why that hasn't been discussed yet. The number one nemesis of Spider-Man is Venom. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that you know they were able to work out a deal. Um, I am not a crazy Marvel fan. You are not. Um, Chris knows this. Uh, I'm not I, either. My I, wife I is, so that's why I see them. I don't know what it is about the movies. You know, I really don't know, but a lot of people love it. So it's great to see, you know, that they were able to work out a deal and continue this partnership that they have. For me, I'm a Marvel guy for three people and that's it. I love Iron Man, mainly because I think Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. I love Spider-Man because I've loved Spider-Man since I was a little kid. I still read the comic books and um, and I love Doctor Strange. Uh, never saw Doctor Strange. Yeah. That with a movie. Yeah. Um, a big. I do like Spider Man. Um, yeah, I've always loved Spider Man. Well documented that I like the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies, <laughs> which I know I'll get a lot of flack. For it's that all right. Too. You and you um, and Seb love Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. You know, I guess coming from the Tobey Maguire movies, it was such a big upgrade. I couldn't stand him. Um, <laughs> I like Toby in the first one. After that. The, the, Please, the I can do without. They were really bad. Um, so I do like Spider-Man. Not really crazy about too many other Marvel characters, but I'm also a big Batman fan, which I know That's, is DC. I, Batman um, so is I, my life. So if I <laughs> if I were to choose to watch superhero movies or something like that, it was, it's either going to be Spider-Man or Batman. Oh no, I agree. And it was a it was a big deal. So let me I'm going to pull that up. So the cool thing is it's going to stay in that universe. It was on Friday that it happened. The two companies uh, announced that Marvel. Uh, Kevin Feig will produce the third film um, in the Spider-Man series. Um, Tom Holland will be the star. Um, so the rumor mill roared back to life this week uh, with with the hints that the two companies were close to brokering the new agreement. Because over the summer, it, it was a, a massive deal when it came out that Sony uh, and Disney Marvel reached an impasse. And they were basically called everything off. And Feig even... Um, Kevin Feig and Tom Holland were at a Comic-Con saying, look, and we're really sorry we didn't have a chance to do another film, um, but it's just the way it is right now. It's business is business. So uh, Sony is believed to, is, to have proposed keeping the arrangement under the current terms, which stipulate that Marvel re- receives about 5% of the first dollar gross in all merchandise revenues. So... So here's the deal. The new deal was signed late Thursday night. Negotiations involved top players from both studios, including Sony Pictures chief Tom Rothman, Feig and Walt Disney Studios uh, co-chairs Alan Horn and Alan Bergman. In exchange for lending Feig's production pro- producing prowess, Marvel and Disney will receive roughly 25% of the profits. According to insiders, Disney will retain its merchandising rights and will put up roughly a quarter of the financing. As part of the arrangement, Spider-Man will also appear in one future Marvel Studios film. So I don't know if that's a, a fourth Spider-Man film or is he going to be part of somebody else's? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, so we'll keep an eye out for more information yeah. on that. So the film, um, the third Spider-Man film, is scheduled to release July sixteenth, twenty twenty-one. Another interesting news about Kevin Feige is he's been in the news a lot this week. He also announced that he will be producing the next couple um, Star Wars films for Disney. Uh, so that's a big deal. My man is collecting paychecks. Yeah, and you know we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see how he does with those. I know again. Um, 
our friend Seb is a huge, yeah, huge Star Wars And we'll get fan. Seb on, too, to talk about Star Wars and uh, what he thinks the future yeah, of it is. I know I know he has not been too thrilled with the recent Star Wars movies um, right. since Disney took over. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 7, I know uh, he was a fan of. Um, oh, everyone loved Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens was good. Um, and then they just blew it up with The Last Jedi. Yeah, they, they've, been, Terrible. they've been having some issues with the last couple movies, even the spinoffs. Um, Rogue so, One and, and Solo. Yes, so I'm, yep. I'm hoping to see that, you know, maybe Feed can help turn it around a little yep. bit. And the final film, uh, we'll get Seb on as, and we can even get my wife, who's a massive Star Wars geek as well. My wife, for those of you who don't know, worked for a film company. Uh, for a long time out in San Francisco, she worked for 20th Century Fox and worked a little bit with Pixar. So my wife knows a lot of stuff about um, the film industry, and she knows how things work out, which is pretty cool to hear her talk about. Um, we'll get her on to talk about the Star Wars films and the franchise, where it's going to go forward. But um, I know in December is the final episode, episode nine. It's the final sh- movie of this last three generations of Star Wars, which is like the Skywalker and Solo and the Chewbacca and all that stuff. It's called, you know, Star Wars Rides of Skywalker. That's going to be the end. And then after that, Disney has already made it known that they are completely rebranding the entire uh, franchise. It's going to be all brand new characters, new stories. Um, I think they signed on for like five more films that's going to be doing that. So uh, I guess Kevin Feige is going to be producing, I think, the first three I believe. Um, so that's that's going on there. So we only have, like, I think, one more thing to talk about, right? What was uh, it? What am I missing here? What we wanted to do was our favorite ever Disney attraction. Oh, whether yeah. Whether it's current or <laughs> no longer there. Uh, so what's yours and why? My favorite of all time. Hmm. All right. So to me... It's really weird, man. All right, so I'm going to go. My favorite attraction of all time is still, I'm still going to say to this day, it's still Pirates. And I say that because if somebody asked me right now, Chris, you have one final ride to go on for your vacation and then you go home right after, I'm going to say I want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's how I judge what my favorite is. Um, Second to that, man, close, I'm not going to talk about it, is I love Spaceship Earth in that Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know why. But I love it. I've always loved it. Um, but I'm going to say Pirates of the Caribbean and why is I love pirates. Ever since I was a little kid, I love pirates. And then when the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies came out in 2001, or I'm sorry, 2003, um, I just I just love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and in that ride, it just to me, it's like it's an original Disney allure. The, the Haunted Mansion and Pirates, to me, and like even Space Mountain, which I don't like, but I go on it because it's it's Disney history. Man, I just love it. To me, that's you know that's Walt Disney's influence. Yeah, the, not Walt Disney World. Walt Disney himself loved pirates. He had such massive influence in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and I really like that Disney hasn't changed much about it obviously they had to get rid of the redhead thing because you know we live in a really big pc culture i get it but i um i just i just love it i love the music i listen to the music still to this day at work you know more than once or twice a week i just i just love it um i I love the drop that it has um it's steamy it's it's musty in there uh the big pirate ship or barbosa the characters that they have i just love pirates man and it's um I really couldn't even think other than other than um you know Haunted Mansion and uh Spaceship Earth I couldn't even think of another ride really 
that ride. You're talking about like attraction as in like a ride, right? Not like a show. Whatever you want. Damn it. <laughs> that ruins everything. Um, but uh, OK, so I'll still go Pirates. Um, in terms of attraction, like shows, we can talk about that another week. But I think my favorite show in Disney World is still Lion King and Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's great. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I'll go with Pirates. What is yours? All right. So mine is, Horizons with it Ellen. Is, no, <laughs> um, it is it is my favorite and I'm going to preface this by saying I do not think it is the best ride in Disney. It's oh, yeah. Not I even, don't think Pirates is the best. It's not even close. Right. It's, it makes nobody's list for best ride. Um, my favorite is actually Buzz Lightyear. I love Ranger Buzz Lightyear. Um, <laughs> it is old. It is outdated. Um, it is slow moving. When there's a line, you are not getting on there anytime He's soon. He's ripping his favorite attraction. But I love Kyle. What What does it for me was... Every time I went with my family, um, you know, we had we had a routine, we had a ritual. Uh, Magic Kingdom is always the first park we go to. Cool. Um, we walk down Main Street, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and we would do everything clockwise. So you start off in. Um, no, I'm sorry. We do it counterclockwise. So, so we start off in Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. and then go around um, the frontier. Kingdom. Yes. An adventure. Yeah. yeah. So we started off there. So the first ride we would ever do when we got in there is um, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. So it brings back a lot of good memories. That's always how I started off my vacation. Um, always the first ride I would do when we got there. Um, so that just brings back a lot of memories for me. Also, you know, I'm a competitive person, so I like the interaction there where you're competing against whoever you're sitting with. Yeah. Um, you know, love it's, it. It's a it's a nightmare in there because there's about a million red dots going around. You have no <laughs> idea which one is yours, but you're somehow getting points. Um, I don't know. It gets you, you know, it gets you out of the sun. It's slow moving. You you stay cool in there. It gives me the competitive. Feel. I was about to say. Be honest. It gives you that competitive fire. It gives, it does. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I take it personal. I do. You know? My wife um, hates it because of me. Right. Uh, Caitlin <laughs> and I did it, and you know, I was talking trash the whole time, and you know, there was no circumstance where I was going to let her beat me. Um, but it really just brings me back to my childhood when that was always the first ride we would do. So That's that, awesome. That makes it my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for checking us out on the Twitter, uh, and we are on Twitter at Disney Happy Hour. Um, all, everything is as you expect it. There's no, I'm sure all of you know how to spell Disney Happy Hour. Um, my Twitter handle is at CDFran24 if you want to give me a follow. Kyle, what is your Twitter handle? It is at Kyle Higgs, H-I-G-G-S 27. Perfect. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, so, we will keep you guys updated in terms of, one, when the show drops, it'll be on all of our Twitter profiles, Facebook, um, We'll even post it on Instagram. Um, we'll have all links to so all that stuff. It's going to be through Anchor.fm. You can download the Anchor app. Uh, if you have Spotify, it'll hit Spotify right away. It'll hit Google Podcast right away. Um, anywhere you guys listen to podcasts, you will be able to hear this worldwide. So um, to my producer, Ricky, uh, he will also be on the show quite a few times. He's a massive Disney nut, um, and he's very knowledgeable of it. Um, he he's uh, fun to talk to as well about this kind of stuff. Uh, he's a he's a he's a nerd just like Kyle and I, and I love it. So uh, Ricky, 
uh, was so happy to know that we were doing a Disney podcast because he's not a huge sports guy. So he was doing all my shows before he would listen to them, but um, I'm not sure he necessarily enjoyed it. But when I told him we were doing a Disney format, he just about fell out of his chair. And I was I'm, I was happy that he was happy. So, Ricky, um, take care of this podcast. And um, as always, um, we will give you shout outs each and every week. So thanks a lot, man. Um, so for Kyle Higgins, I am Chrissy Francesco. Thank you so much for listening to the Disney Happy Hour. And we will talk to you guys real soon. Have a good one. Bye bye.